0: Welcome back to the Valley to Peak Nutrition Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Jim Woods. Jim may be a name that you are or maybe not familiar with, but he's on the podcast for one very specific reason. He beat the odds. It sounds a little bit dramatic, but there's really two things that I hear a ton in Valley to Peak. Number one, and this is always going to be number one, I would imagine. I'm so confused about what to do because there's just such an abundance of information on there. I'm willing to do the work, but I just literally have no idea what to do. The second, or maybe this would be tied among a couple of things for the second, but the second would be the assumption that A person's age means they're destitute to ever seeing their progress met. Jim, the age of 63, quote, declared war on that thinking and refused to accept this as his fate. But there's more. Jim talks about the challenges that exist at 60 that weren't there when he was 24, what he had to change this time around, and more importantly, gives you some practical tips that if you find yourself among this age gap or really any age group that is is challenging to see their progress met, he's got some great wisdom to pass along. So without further ado, here's some wise words from Jim and on why age really isn't the barrier. Jim, it, where where do you live at? How did you get involved with the XO podcast? What made you really get interested in it? And um, talk a little bit about kind of who you are, where you live, what you do. Well,
1: uh, I live just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, um, in a little town called Chapel Hill. i got a little farm out here, um, and it's a hobby farm. I'm not a farmer, um, but I, I'm a banker by by trade. Um, yeah. And I, I picked up on the, the uh, XO guys when, um, well, kind of back up my, back in 2019, my nephew talked, actually it was 2018. He wanted to go on an elk hunt with his uh, father-in-law and his brother-in-law, and they needed another person to fill up this little cabin. And it was a semi-guided rifle hunt in Colorado. And I, I, I said, Well, I never thought I could afford a, you know, I always always hear $10,000, $15,000 for elk hunts. And this was like $2,500. And I'm like, okay, I'm down with that. And um, so I started, uh, just like anything else, whenever I jump into something, I got to go 110%. So I started scouring YouTube and podcasts, listening about elk hunting. And uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I think I was listening to the elk talk podcasts and um Corey jacobs i think mentioned the exo pack or something anyways so i started looking at exo packs and i ordered one and listened to the podcast and um uh, actually i was listening to the podcast then i ordered the, the pack but uh and I, I mean i just i'd like i said mark the way he does that podcast and he reiter- reiterates everything and just seems to uh break everything down it just it's just really Well done. Plus, these guys are not monetizing it so much like yourself. They don't have commercials. And um, I don't I don't know. I just feel like it's just more genuine and and, uh, you can there's not an ulterior motive in the information they're giving out. It's just out of the goodness of their heart. But uh, but that's how that's how I came about your podcast.
0: So you live in Nashville, which I didn't know because I'm from Southern Indiana, got interested in this initial elk hunt, connected with the EXO guys, started listening to the podcast and then started doing some, some Western hunting and you still do that, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I turned 60 on the, my first elk hunt in um, in Colorado in 2019. So I'll be 64 this September, uh, when I go out, uh, I'm going back to Montana. Um, but yeah, I, uh, we did the, we did the semi-guided rifle hunt. Then we went back and did the muzzleloader hunt and, uh, um, and I've been, well, I had one year I, I didn't get drawn in 20, 2021. Um, but I did pick up a leftover tag and that was, that was a late rifle hunt with a hunting partner. That was, that's another podcast. I, I forgot where i was going i was kind of rambling there so i no,
0: let you get good. me you, back on track you were you were talking about how you got connected with the exo guys and you know the western hunt thing and you had you had started and there's a you know one of the main reasons i wanted to have you on here i'm going to lead into a message but you and i had um I guess first connected, it was a little while ago. You started following the, the Valley to Peak Instagram page and you'd send me little notes every now and then just kind of really about what you were doing with training or you'd ask a little question here and there, but really we hadn't had any interaction to up to that point. And then recently, probably probably about five or six weeks ago, you sent me a message really highlighting what's happened to you since last fall. And I want to lead into that, and the reason that I want to lead into that, the reason I wanted to do this podcast, and the reason I wanted you specifically to be on here is because you said several things in this message that I think are really relevant to a lot of people who listen to this. And it's it's certain things that I hear quite a bit, either through emails, messages, et cetera. And there were a few things within that message that I want to come back to. And... Many many, many people specifically cite their age as a barrier to success, whether that's training or weight or whatever and in the message you said that you refused to accept or believe that. so I'm first curious what at age sixty made you want to fight so hard against that
1: uh, that's a that's a good question um I guess you know, I've always been athletic and I've always been able to eat whatever I wanted to eat and never gained weight. I never, I was one of the kids that I couldn't gain weight. Um, And I I never really had to start watching what I was eating until I, until I turned 60. So for the last four years, I've kind of, I've had to watch it. Um, But, uh, you know, I just, I'm going to tell you growing older is, it's just not for sissies. It's, you know, you, you gotta, you, you got to deal with it every day. You, you you forget what you take for granted when you're young. Um, but uh, I'm I'm in really good health. I don't want to I don't want to give the impression that that I've got any issues. I, I do have high blood pressure. I do have a heart condition. Um, I got tinnitus. I've got I wear hearing aids because I can't hear, and that's not very helpful in the elk voice. But uh, um, <laughs> but I can still see. I got perfect vision. Um, but, uh, you know, all this adds up to the fact that, you know, you, you, you reach a point where you start, you start realizing that you're, you're humanity that, you know, at some point you're, you're not going to be on this earth. So I want to make the most of every day I got. And, uh, and I don't want to let, a little ache or pain or, or the fact that I might be 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds overweight stopped me from doing anything. And, and if I got to lose weight to do the things I want to do, then I'm going to do that. And that's kind of where you came into the picture. I was, uh, I was, I'm probably the only person I know. I got COVID in 2021, which was on that elk hunt. Um, And I'm the only person I know that gained weight when they had COVID, but I worked through it and I never, I never took a day off. I worked from home and I would get up and, you know, they say the worst thing you can do is lay down and sleep. So I was constantly going, but I had no energy. The only way I could keep my energy was going, was eating. So I was constantly eating and within a week, I probably gained well within two weeks of dealing with it. I probably gained 10 pounds. And from that point on it, it, I was struggling with my weight. Uh, and, um, I guess I guess what triggered is we went on a I went on a, uh, a cruise in Greece, and i I got pictures. we took pictures and had some friends on the trip with us. and I started seeing pictures of myself, and I'm like, this is this is not good. Um, and I, if I can deviate for one second and talk about my wife, um, she uh, we were both kind of in that boat where we we're overweight, and she's lost thirty five pounds over the past year. Um, so she, she was kind of an inspiration for me as well. So I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta get with the program or she's gonna leave me behind. So that's kind of where it comes from. I just refuse to let myself be uh, a victim of circumstances.
0: It's, uh, I think it's, um, I guess I'll use the word, I mean, I guess I'll use the word humble, but I think it's extremely, uh, I think it's extremely humble to say, the catalyst for it all was just the reality of our humanity, right? And yep. and you, you turn 60 and, you know, when I was working in the hospital, you would see this a lot as to people would almost always mention one of two reasons why they wanted to make some kind of change. It was either they wanted a better quantity of life. They wanted to live longer. And usually that would be people that were somewhere in their thirties and forties. But then it was interesting that really once I started seeing patients that were over the age of 60, all of a sudden it became quality. And it was like they hit this point of a reality where one day this is going to happen. And I don't know how much time I've got left and I want to make the most of it. And I don't know, like this is somewhat off topic. This is going to turn into like a spiritual podcast. Um, (laughs) I don't know if it's cuz it's fresh in my mind or what but you know, lost my dad um, unexpectedly 3 years ago recently lost a friend who was um, exercising unexpectedly he you know he passed away a lot of like just bizarre interesting things and that even even though i'm relatively young at 36 37 has opened my eyes to the same. And it's like, you know, you wake up every day and you're just like, man, and this is very cliche. This is very woo woo. You hear about this stuff all of the time, but this year it became this year in the last couple of years, I guess it's really been an evolution over the last couple of years. It has become very real to me of like, man, this is not forever. And so you truly do want to make the most of it. So for you to say that, I think it probably is something that resonates with a lot of people. Cause you know, usually people will will um, incorrectly think that people want to change their weight for a purely aesthetics thing and that is not the case and that's one of the cool parts about my job is when you get to talk to people kind of on a one-on-one level you get to understand what their desire and drive is to make change and it's almost nothing to do with to do with aesthetics now of course yeah who doesn't want to look better. (laughs) I think that's probably a byproduct of it, but I love that you included that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things you talk about is it's hard and anybody that's done any kind of program and sticking with it can be tough, whether it's a diet or exercise or or both. I mean, there's going to be days when you don't feel like doing something or one day when you want to eat something that you shouldn't eat. Uh, and you got to have a really strong why. And I'm not sure that uh, just looking better is a strong enough why. I mean, um, th- I hear what you're saying and, and I'll be honest with you, this is a bit dramatic. Um, but when I'm on a stair climber and I want to go another 10 minutes and my body and my brain is saying, I want to stop. We need to stop. You know, I, I tell myself, well, if I do another 10 minutes on this stair climber, maybe I'll have another 10 days with my wife and my grandkids, uh, or maybe another 10 minutes with my wife when you want to get really dramatic about it. But I think, I think when you get down to it, you got to have something solid, um, to keep you going. Um, and I'm not sure that just looking good is good enough for that.
0: One of the things that, um, you had mentioned in this message and I, I went back and forth on whether to just outright read this because it's going to seem like I'm very much leading you in the direction to promote Valley to Peak. That's not the case at all. What I'm trying to lead you to do is to talk about what it was that you did to make these changes, um, particularly at 60, right? Because often I hear, you know, like, especially... Well, that's not true. I was going to say especially men, but men and women... I get a lot of messages from the demographic of 60, 60-year-old 60 men and women. And they'll almost always mention age as being the greatest barrier to either A, getting started, B, seeing any progress. And they'll usually mention exactly what you did. It's so much harder at this age, which is to some degree true. In this message though, you said, look, I'm not bragging because I owe the credit to you and your podcast and your feedback to me. So number one for everyone listening Jim has never officially been a client of Valley to Peak. He's never given me a single penny. So it is not about him promoting Valley to Peak program at all. He literally took the resources that are free and applied them. And I was apprehensive again to even read that statement because it feels like I'm leading you to promote me. But what I'm curious about is what did you hear specifically in the podcast and in our messages? that then allowed you to go change and, and, and thinking about that, like what would be helpful for other people to take? What were your takeaways that would benefit other people to go do the same thing?
1: Well, first off, yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll, second that in full disclosure. I'm definitely not a client. Um, uh, I've only taken advantage of what you've put out there free for everyone that listened to. Uh, and, and I, I do think you're changing people's lives. Um, and I will promote you as much as I can. Um, but beyond that, the things that you've you've said and and your guests have said um, that were helpful. It, it, there's so many things. It's hard to narrow it down to one. But um, I think I mentioned to you on the phone conversation that that there's so much information out there in the advertising and and the you know the websites and blogs and whatever you read, and it's always you know, you got to do this, don't do that, um, you know, and, and you know, it's just overwhelming and confusing, um, and you feel like you've got to stick to this rigid program, and, and your pro, some of the things you say just kind of bring it back down. Uh, I think I mentioned it, turning down the volume, basically, and, and, and kind of listening to yourself. Um, I'm, I've got a couple of, notes here where you uh, some things that you said that this kind of stuck out in my mind. One of the things you always say is optimal versus practical. Um, that's, that's very helpful because, you know, some of these programs you think you got to do them exactly as they lay them out, whether it's a diet or an exercise. Uh, and if it's too rigid, you can't stick with it. And, and if you don't, I mean, bottom line is, you gotta have a plan. And if you, whether the plan is perfect or not, it really is relevant. You just got to work the plan. Um, so that, that was a big thing for me. Um, and then, um, you know, not comparing yourself to yourself 20 years ago, uh, don't compare yourself to other people, other results, because everybody's results are different. Everybody's body's different. Uh, our metabolism's different. Um, one of my favorite one is when you said it depends, <laughs> um, because that's really what it boils down to. Is whenever somebody asks you a question, you 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 kind of default to that. Well, it depends. Well, it does. Uh, and I know a lot of people might be frustrated with that kind of answer, but to me, it it's it's an open door. It says, okay, then uh, there is an opportunity. There's hope for me because it does depend on what you know, my body, what my situation uh demands um you know I, there's so many other things that you guys have done um i, I will tell you this go ahead i'm sorry
0: <laughs> no no go ahead
1: no it's just i mean uh, one i will tell you this one of my favorite podcasts was uh the first one you did with uh Lindsay at uh, the first q a you did this year where y'all were talking about uh, uh net carbs and um several other things that y'all went into but the, there was a lot of things in that, that that I felt good. And then I will tell you this, last week I was working out, uh, listening to your podcast with Chantel, um, and I work out pretty hard. I, I I I know I'm supposed to be in what they call zone two, but fortunately she shed the light that uh, not everybody's zone two is the same. And, uh, and it's, you can't really rely on that age bracket because I think my heart rate tends to run higher. So uh, that was helpful, uh, in my training aspect of it, but you guys do so much. I, I, those are just a few things that kind of pop out to my mind that I jotted down.
0: Yeah. One, one thing I'd be, I'd be curious about is really there were two specific, um, let's call it, let's call it like time intervals in your life that you mentioned specifically to me in this message. And again, like this message was very brief. So I'm, I'm you know i'm i'm a very um analytical person almost to a fault if you haven't picked that up you can imagine what poor Lindsay's married to and living with but so i i took these like four sentences and i'm like man there's like there's so many things in here that jim is saying that i hear all of the time it would be really cool to hear what he did that would give people people practical practical things to go do. All right. Because the podcast is, is great. It's great to give you all this information. It's great to talk about the science of nutrition. It's all of that. All that's great. But to me, if you, if, if, if I'm not trying to give someone something they can take and go use, this podcast is completely noise. It's just another podcast on Apple. And that to me is pointless for me and the listener. And, and I mean, right, you're, you're the, you're the beneficiary of that. And that, that is why it's here. I love that. You, you mentioned two time points. Number one, you mentioned in your forties, you said, okay, I basically would eat a couple of salads and I would go run some more and the the weight would basically fall off like water on top of canvas. The other time that you had mentioned is basic er, earlier la- or later last year, October, November, December, kind of the point where you started to see your weight really go up. And then you made this, this change. I'm curious what what change did you make you cuz you had had some experience before at 40 that did not work for you you started applying what sounds like more practical less optimal type of things this past year and the message really just had this i mean you had this it really had this message of gratitude to me which i am so grateful for and and i thank you for but i'm curious what changes did you make from late fall last year to now how are they different than what you used to do at 40?
1: Well, I, you know, I've counted calories for, for a while now. uh, And, um, um, I guess the biggest change I made, well, I didn't really start seeing results till this year, till about February. Um, but, um, I was, I, I felt like I, I could eat Pretty much anything I wanted to eat as long as I worked out hard enough I'd work it off with it I wasn't losing any weight I wasn't gaining any weight but uh, it I wasn't making progress and I wouldn't I wouldn't hit my goals um I guess the biggest thing with with I just gleaned a bunch of information from your podcast and I, I applied several things in my life that that worked basically I I sat down and said okay, I'm not going to do a diet, but I will cut back on what I eat and try to, I I had to figure out what I could eat during the day that was repeatable. uh, That was healthy. And it, it wouldn't just blow my calorie count out of the water. So um, I found some things that I eat. I have, I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I pretty much eat the same thing for lunch every day. Uh, And, and I'm usually, under a thousand calories by the time i get home which leaves me plenty of room to to have a nice dinner and do whatever i want um within reason um the other thing i did do is uh, i decided not to eat after 7 p.m so i technically don't eat between 7 p.m and 9 a.m so i guess you could say i'm uh, intermittent fasting if you want to use the cliche term um but uh, that and and the other thing I did is I was exercising, um, and as I got my cardio up, um, I thought about this. One of the things you talk about using uh, exercise as a lever, and uh, um, and I shouldn't say like a switch lever, but like a um, like a well, when I'm working on my I'm rebuilding a ninety an eighty six the truck, and there's some really rusty bolts, and I have to get a bigger wrench. So for my bigger wrench and the exercise, I just do more volume, more intensity. Um, and, and I just kept doing that until I, I found I started moving the scale. Uh, so, I'm, you know, and, and again, I'm not anything special. I'm, uh, I'm 6'2". I was 242 pounds January 1st. So I'm not real overweight but uh, I, I wanted to get down. So, so far I've lost like 25 pounds, mostly between March and now. Um, but, uh, uh, and I just did it basically by trying to stay under 2000 calories a day and and just keep continue to increase my, my exercise output and creating a deficit that way, instead of trying to starve myself to death. Now, I do have the benefit of being able to do exercise. Some people may not have that option.
0: Yeah. So what I hear in that is number one, you had some kind of structure. And I think that that is key, right? Where I see like a lot of people, I don't want to say go wrong because that makes it sound like there's a single right way. And that's not true either. I mean, there are a million different ways to skin a cat, both in. Performance as far as activity and training, as well as nutrition. There's a million different ways to get to the same end point. But one of the biggest things where most people go wrong is there's zero structure. They wake up with the idea of, okay, I want this deal. I want this goal. I want this, you know, whatever I've got in my mind, but no real plan on how to execute it to get there. The very first thing that we do in week one of Valley to Peak, which again, you were never a client, but this fits here, is we establish how are you going to get there? What's your goal? And usually people will say, my goal is I want to exercise more and eat healthy. That's not a goal. That's a wish. That's a, that's, that is a wish at best. A goal will describe exactly what you plan to do. You want to, I want to exercise more. That's a wish. The goal would be, okay, I'm going to get up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 a.m. And I'm going to go run for 15 minutes and lift weights for 15 minutes now it just becomes an execution of that there's a game plan there's a strategy there there's nothing left to chance there is a there's an actual plan to go execute which you implemented right you said okay i'm going to aim for x number of calories i'm not going to eat after a certain time i'm going to do these these very simple but not always easy things and there's there's structure there and you did those with consistency the second thing is you had intentionality or structure to your workouts which is key number two. Like, if, 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 and I've said this a million times, if the impetus to go move yourself is to burn calories, you will hate it. If the impetus to go move yourself is because it makes you better at something you want to be better at, whether that's playing with the kids or running with an ultra, you will now have a reason to go do that. And if you have some structure, and we've had, Jake from Atomic Athlete on about programming. We've had Chantelle on twice. We've had Rowan from Summit Strength on. We've had a ton of different experts in this area on to talk, I mean, how to go set up your own training plan. If you go do that and you go execute it, then, you know, the results come. So you changed a lot, but it's really no different than what we always talk about. You had structured you reduce your intake you increase your output <laughs> right i mean it's it's uh it's now i was gonna say it's not rocket science but that does not mean it's easy to go do either so i don't want to belittle anyone who's like anyone who's finding it challenging to go do those to go do those seemingly simple things because again easy doesn't or simple doesn't necessarily mean easy and i think that that's that you've 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 highlighted that really well. You did an awesome job of that.
1: I agree. Yeah, and I forgot to mention after your uh, podcast with Jake is, I sat down and wrote out my program, my my exercise program for the year, and uh, and it's. I'll be honest with you, I've modified it. Um, I was doing I was doing strength mostly in March, and I switched to cardio, hundred percent cardio, and in April and I was going to switch May 1st, but I carried it over to the 15th and now I'm, I'm incorporating more strength training in there. So, but yeah, once you put it down on paper and, or, or like you said, you got to have a plan and, and work the plan. And that's, that's kind of where I got with you. I was the guy that was, you talk about the guys that go kill themselves in the gym without a plan. That was kind of me. and uh, That was, that was a, one of the light bulbs that went off when I was listening to your podcast
0: yeah i was i was looking back over old messages and there was one from february 13th about the atomic guys and doing five by five and then you had went then you'd sent me another message on march 1st about the cardio thing and so yeah you've definitely been i can like i can read those messages and tell okay he's 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 literally sitting down with a pencil and a piece of paper taking notes and writing his own programming which i love i mean that is why we do it is i mean that that sounds very cliche but that is what this is for is so you can take anything that's talked about that's of interest to you and actually have something to go to go do and um i just love that man i i i, I love that you took the resources we provide and went and did something about it to me there is nothing more encouraging than that both um for for you and for others i think that's awesome
1: no yeah you did i it it really helped as far as that goes yeah and i just like i said uh, i've always heard you got to have a plan and and plan your work and work your plan and uh, that applies to your fitness and your nutrition as well and and um, i kind of wrote it out and once you have it written out, it's, it's nice. It's just like, okay, now I can follow this plan. And, and, and if I don't get results, then I change the plan. And so far it's, it's working. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anything that you would leave people with Jim, any, any pieces of advice or like, maybe people are feeling like you felt back in the fall where it's like, man, I'm I'm at this weight that I'm simply not comfortable with. I'm seeing myself in pictures that I'm not comfortable with. What would you suggest that they do simply to get started?
1: I got to tell you something. I don't, I, I hesitated to tell you this. Um, but I did a podcast once before, uh, with, with the EXO guys with Mark. And, oh, did uh, you? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, uh, this is a funny story, but, uh, and Mark can probably, he'll probably embellish on it. But, uh, we did it early one morning, and uh, I don't know. I, w- I, was co- I was trying to make coffee when he, he called in, and so I was I didn't sleep at all the night before, so I was foggy. Anyways, long story short, we did the podcast. It was about an hour long, and then uh, I started thinking about it, and I was like, oh, man, I, I screwed that up. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have said that. So Mark got a series of emails from me like, I, I don't know. You might want to edit this out, and it went from that. Maybe you shouldn't publish this thing at all.
0: <laughs> so, did it make the cut? Did they finally publish it?
1: <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. It back yeah. in, uh, I don't remember what number it is, but I think it was called uh, "Unconventional Success." Uh, I went elk hunting in Montana. Uh, it was my first archery elk hunt, so it was. It was. It. It actually. I didn't listen to it for the longest time. My, my wife and some friends of mine listened to it, and they said it's not that bad. And we said, I thought it did good, and I listened to it. and Okay, and it, it's okay. I don't know if they got any complaints or not, but
0: uh. oh, I'm sure they didn't. Mark has a Mark has a way of making every episode excellent, <laughs> and I think that's due in large part to his ability to. And this is, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to to be to be. He's a great. He's become a good friend of mine. And this is how he is even in one-on-one conversation just yeah. listening and asking a lot of great questions and so it's 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 almost inevitable that every episode they do is excellent because of that you know he's he's just he's curious and genuinely interested about people and usually that's what the listener is too right they there's always either an expert or there's some reason for a person to be on hopefully that others can take away from their success or failures or whatever. And um, he's got a way of uh, really doing a good job drawing that out of people.
1: Yeah, he's good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You guys are my favorite podcast and you have similar techniques in the way you interview people and you repeat what their answers are or and you rephrase it and you think about it. My wife's a school teacher and and so I pick up on things from education. But, you know, she has to say things two or three different ways because people listen and learn differently. So it, I think the way you do it, the way Mark does it, it's funny because he's always he's always rephrasing a question that, or rephrasing an answer. Uh, either Steve or a guest, and and it it sounds kind of repetitive, but honestly, it he he says it in a different way as you do as well, and it it sometimes it just brings it more home. Uh, you know, the light bulb clicks when, when you hear it a certain way, as opposed to, you know, a different way. So I think, I think he has to do a great job. So.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And since he'll never hear this and his head won't get too big, I'll just tell you that most of everything I've learned was, is, is because of him. And so he is a great friend, but I owe him a lot professionally too. And I'm not going to cut you any slack now. I mean, you're basically a podcast pro. So any failures in here, I'm gonna really come down hard on you.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm not gonna lie. I had, to, I had the worst case of podcast remorse uh, when I did that.
0: So, but I just I, I
1: determined myself. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feel that way this time.
0: Yeah, please but don't. I, please don't. It'll no. be great. Truth, truth be told, I think that you know. I, so I've obviously I've I've done a number of podcast through Valley to Peak. And then before we had ours, I was, you know, so blessed and fortunate to be a member on other people's podcasts. And I'll tell you that many people will email me with the same type of remorse that you, you have. And then <laughs> after the very first one I ever did was with Mark and Steve, and that was even before anyone knew about Valley to Peak at all. In fact, Valley to Peak was basically birthed out of that podcast and conversations Mark and I had um, privately, I did that podcast and was, I mean, just tremendously concerned that I had done or said something wrong. In fact, I recorded that podcast at uh, after, after work one evening at the hospital I was working at at the time. I don't think I've ever told anybody this. <laughs> Crazy nervous, you know, doing the podcast. And I remember um, there was a number of folks in my office who knew I was doing, you know, a podcast, didn't really know what it was about. Knew how nervous I was. I was getting post-it notes slipped under my office door during the podcast of encouragement. So, <laughs> all that to say that you know I don't know what your perception is of of us now because we do these all the time. But I think the the uh, the sentiments that that you're expressing are pretty doggone common. So I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. And and a matter of fact, you know, you and I had set up that that brief phone call before we did this. And that's why I do it is because I know for um, people who either have never done one or don't do them often, it can be extremely nerve-wracking to know whatever you say is about to be recorded. And m- my goal with that phone call is always, look, I have, like I told you, no expectation at all. No expectation on how long I want to last, what you what I want. I don't want you to say anything. I want you to literally just be yourself and we'll just press record and talk. And if at the end of that we say, gosh, that was terrible, then no one will ever hear it. And if we think, man, that was great, then everyone will hear it. So (laughs) yeah, that's, I appreciate you coming.
1: No, glad to do it. But no, I, that's where I learned, I guess I heard that first podcast you talking about how we got together. That was the gummy bear podcast is where I, I remember listening to you. And uh, it's funny because I've been using gummy bears ever since that one. So um, <laughs> I, I I hate to go back to it, but you got to find your why and why you're doing it. Because um, like I said, I know I was being dramatic about, you know, 10 more minutes on this gives me 10 more minutes with my, on this earth. But the reality is, is you got to find something that's going to motivate you uh, and, and now I use elk hunting to leverage that, but the real reason I'm doing this is to be healthy and, um, and be here all, with my family longer than maybe I wouldn't if I didn't do it. I use elk hunting as a, as a, an event to, to train for, because like you, like you said, if you're just going in there to exercise, it's, yeah, and there's nothing, and you're not shooting for anything. It's kind of, It's hard. It's just hard to keep up with. So I would say find your why, uh, schedule some kind of event and uh, write out your plan. That's if you can do those three things, I think you'll be ahead of the game. and You'll be surprised, you know, and stick to your plan. Uh, I think you'll find that uh, whether your plan is perfect or not, you'll find you'll you'll get results.
0: Doesn't get any better than that. We'll wrap it up there. I appreciate it, man.
1: All right, man. Well, it's good talking to you and appreciate you having me on.
0: I want to be sure to thank Jim for joining me on the podcast and sharing his story when he wrote to me first to describe the process he went through last fall. I thought, man, this guy epitomizes a huge group of folks out there that feel like or felt like at some point exactly like he did. So I hope that you found his story encouraging and were able to take a few pearls of wisdom and apply it if you, uh, if you so choose. He'd mentioned in there probably the most hated caveat in the world of nutrition, which is it depends. And he's right. And I usually do say that because it does depend. It depends on what your goals are, the state of your training, and a plethora of other options. To help narrow that window down, we just launched a course that covers 20 of what I've found to be probably the most confusing topics for people out there. and These range from calorie intake, to protein intake, to carbohydrate intake, to just An abundance of different topics out there. So, we launched it to basically answer all of that. And again, like I said from the beginning, my goal is to create autonomy for people. I want you to have assurance of what you're doing is right. And the best way that I know how to do that is to equip you with how it works. So, the course comes with a workbook that you can tailor for your own goals as well. It's all web based. You'll have a login where everything is housed and you'll get lifetime access to it. And it's all for a uh, hundred bucks so if you're interested in that i will be sure to link it in the show notes you can check it out uh, and see the different topics and if it's something you're interested in along with it we've launched something called foundations plus which is all of that plus um, i meet with you once per month to re- to review the group of topics from that month answer questions that you've got and really anything else as they might relate to you and um, just to help get your questions answered If you're interested in checking those out again, I'll link them both in the show notes. So thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed this or previous episode, we would all but beg you to stop and go rank it in your podcast platform. Send it over to somebody that you know for an encouragement. Maybe you've got a dad, a brother, a hiking buddy, a coworker who's been saying, man, just can't do it. I'm getting too old. Let them know that Jim's got a few words of good advice for them. And we would be grateful for that. And I'm sure that they would be too. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back again with another episode here in a couple of weeks.